listeners. Back at it again. Thank you for tuning in. I got some Bill Withers with Grover Washington Jr. to lead this off, and then we'll get into the program. I see the crystal raindrops fall And the beauty of it all When the sun comes shining through To make those rainbows in my mind When I think of you sometime And I want to spend some time with you Just the two of us Episode 84 of the Blake Mayfield Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Mayfield, and I'm here today with the most recurring guest on the show, my good friend, Mr. Alec White. Al, how you doing? Doing good. Doing real good. Excited to talk about your Jacksonville Jaguars? I'm always excited. Well, now I'm always excited. <laughs> right, yeah, these days. Not so much the last couple of years. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, not at all. Um, I want to give a special shout out real quick to all the Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Overcast listeners. Thank you guys very much for tuning in and downloading, however you are. I appreciate it very much. And also, I have podcast hats, free podcast hats. I'm currently out. I'm waiting on a re-up on a shipment, but once I get those in, I will disperse them and get them out to you guys. I know I have a couple on back order that i got to get out, but I do have free podcast hats. If you guys would like one, hit me up on Instagram at BlakeMayfield23. Facebook, it's Blake Mayfield. On TikTok, it's the Blake Mayfield Podcast. Just let me know if you guys want one. I'll be sure to get it out to you. And without further ado, let's get into it. So not too much today on the docket, but a lot of Jacksonville Jaguar stuff. Mm. Probably the most stuff we've had since the Jalen Ramsey trade. Um, A couple weeks ago, your Jacksonville Jaguars took Mr. Trevor Lawrence, the quarterback at Clemson. I hear he's okay. Um, First overall in the draft. So Mm. I was going to let you react and kind of go in on that. What do you think? I mean, you were there. Um, I was sweating bullets until they announced the pick. Oh, my God. Uh, just because, you know, when you have a franchise that's been bad for so long, you don't trust it until it's actually real. Right. Um, but really, there's one word to sum it up, and it's hope. Like, for the first time in a long time, we have hope. I mean, we had the one little teaser AFC championship year, but after that, we were 4-12. and 12. So, I mean, you know, for the first time in a while, we have someone that's a natural thrower of the football and that can actually throw the football very well. Um, and it's going to be, I mean, they put a lot of weapons around him, so it's going to be exciting to watch and see what he does. Any primetime games this year for the Jaguars? Uh, the last two number one picks on a Thursday night. That is it. Really? Burrow versus Lawrence. That's it? Week four, yep. Oh, shit. I thought they were going to give uh, our game against the Jets like a Monday or a Thursday because it would be Wilson versus Lawrence, but. Yeah, no one cares about Lawrence or uh, fucking Zach Wilson, though. Yeah, is he 14? Sure. Have we confirmed? Is his mom 30? Uh, I would say so. <laughs> His mom looks younger than him. Yeah. They look about this. It's it's pretty weird. Um, yeah, I mean, congrats on the Trevor Lawrence pick. I mean, this has been the consensus pick for five months. You know, yep. this is nothing that we didn't expect. Um, I do want to give you flowers. We were uh, at the casino last night, and I gave you flowers, and I want to do it on air. You not only got the Chiefs and Buccaneers pick right back on July the 4th or 5th, whatever did that podcast, mm-hmm. um, you said it was going to be Chiefs-Buccaneers, and you have the Bucks winning the Super Bowl. I said that was nuts, and you talked to your dad too much. Fast forward to February 7th, the Buccaneers won the Super Bowl against the Chiefs. And you said that the Jaguars would go 1-15 and draft Trevor Lawrence. This is before you thought about changing to the Arizona Cardinals, but you came in here and said that I went to the mall, there were no hats, Mm -hmm. so I'm sticking with the Jaguars. So both those things worked out very well for you. You got last season very, very, very fucking right. Um, I got everything very wrong. I, I think I had Chiefs Niners, and the Niners went like four and twelve, five and eleven. So, granted, they were hurt a lot, but the Chiefs were the lock in the AFC. But I do want to give you flowers on that. But no, Trevor Lawrence to the Jags. I mean, it makes total sense. You guys have never really had like a franchise quarterback. I think the last yeah. great quarterback you guys had, and I don't even know if he was that great, was David Garrard. I mean, yeah, he was the last decent quarterback we had. <laughs> right. he, he had his good his good moments. He sure. had that Mike Sims Walker uh, yeah. Hail Mary. Yeah, that Gus Johnson lost, uh, lost his mind on, but. Uh, <laughs> Which was so funny, dude. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it's it's great. Let's go into another signing note the Jaguars did mm. today. The quarterback of the Denver Broncos, the double-A, was it double-A baseball or triple-A? I think they got, got the double-A. Double yeah. yeah, for the New York Mets, Mr. Timothy Tebow. What do you think about the signing? What do you expect from him? I think we should have expected it when Urban Meyer took the job. I mean, they lived two houses down from each other. Um, 
Yeah, I didn't know that. I mean, I I seen a video of him walking through, uh, walking into practice today, and he actually looks ginormous. Like he's in really good shape. Um, I mean, it's a move that he should have made when he first came into the NFL. If he would have been a tight end from day one, he might have still been playing in the NFL without taking an eight-year break. Um, what to expect from him? I mean, if if he makes the roster, is Tim Tebow really going to be on the roster to play special teams? No. No. He's on the roster to either start at tight end and make plays or not be on the roster. Um, and we have really bad tight ends, so there, I think there's a really good chance that he makes it onto the field. Because um, one thing about Tim Tebow is that he was always a superhuman athlete. Um, and whether or not he still has those traits, I'm not really sure, but it's, I think it's going to be fun to watch. And, you know, when you talk about building a culture and building, you know, a winning culture, guys that work hard, I mean, Tim Tebow is that definition, how much guys will respect him. Probably not very much. Um, yeah. Right. Cause he's going to have a big issue. He's going to have to work to get the trust of his teammates. Yeah. Um, but you know, I get, let's see how it goes. I guess I'm has down he, for the ride. Has he fucked any women yet? In his life? He's not married. Well, because that was the big thing with him is that he's, like, never had sex. But he's, like, 35. <laughs> I couldn't tell you that one. Timothy Richard Tebow, man. No, he's married. Uh, okay. Demi Lay Nell Peters married last year. Okay. Oh, good for Tim Tebow. So so he has. Um, no, man. In all honesty, I don't think he's going to be tight end at all. I really don't. I, I don't know anything about your guys' tight ends. I can't name one. They're I don't bad. think that's a good sign. Yeah. yeah. Um, I literally think he's going to be the fullback. He's going to be a tailback. There's no place for fullbacks anymore, though. And we already have too many running backs. Yeah, but you guys have running backs, not a full. See, here's the thing. If we're at the one-yard line and you guys are down 27-23 to the Titans on the road in week seven, let's just say, mm-hmm. and you got a buck 30 left in the game, I'm handing the ball to Tim Tebow. He's fucking big. He's bigger than Robinson. Uh, was it Iatini? Etienne. Uh, Etienne. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, uh, ETN is a rookie. We'll see what he does. You know, I think he'll be good. You know, he's paired up with Lawrence again. But um, I think that's honestly maybe a better fit. Because has Tim Tebow ever caught a ball in his life? He's always been the one throwing the ball. And every time in baseball that he played, he obviously wasn't that great if he only got to double A. So, yeah. I don't know. Just him catching a football at 33. Just tight ends at 33 don't make it. Unless you're Gronk. You know, unless you're like an Antonio Gates even, Shannon yeah. Sharp. Unless you're like one of the GOAT tight ends, I don't see it. Especially when you've been out of the league since 2015. I didn't know that. Yeah. He hasn't been in the NFL in six years. So the whole game, the respect of the teammates and the trust of the teammates is a real thing as well. I think he's going to have no problem with that. He seems like a really charismatic guy. Obviously, the T-Bowing and all that fucking 10 years ago. Like, he seems like one of those guys that's very easy to like. So, I, you know, he doesn't seem like he curses. I don't think he talks a lot of shit. He doesn't talk bad about people. Um, just from what we see on the outside. So I think it's, you know... I don't think he's going to have any problem there. And he already has the trust of Urban Meyer. You know, yeah. they're neighbors. So, you know, they share martinis and stuff together the same way Sean McVay and uh, Matt Stafford do. Mm-hmm. But, no, I, I literally, like, I won't be surprised if come week three or four he switches over and he gets the ball at the one-yard line and wins you guys a football game. I could really see that happening. Or even if he's just there as a decoy. Yeah. They fake a handoff to him and throw it to, you know, Chark or, you know, give it to to Etni or whatever the fuck. What's his name? ETN. <laughs> Literally just ETN. <laughs> ETN. Yeah. Okay, ETN. Okay, cool. Got it. Or if they give it to ETN or J-Rob. Um, which, by the way, we could talk about that, too. Mm. I feel like Robinson's carries are going to dwindle oh, a lot. Absolutely. But here's the thing. Robinson had 90% of the team's carries last year. They, he was going to have a three-year career. Um, right. If I'm James Robinson, when they pick ETN, I'm a little upset at first. But when I really sit down and think about it, I say, okay, well... You know, now they just prolonged my career an extra three years and earned me an extra contract because I'm not going to be having 90% of the carries. I'm probably going to have like 60 to 65. Um, and what they've been having ETN do is a lot. Of, they've All of his reps have been at receiver. They want him to be an Alvin Kamara receiving type running back. Um, that's what Urban Meyer said. He said, I want him to be a more electrifying Alvin Kamara. And I mean, if you, you I mean, push, good luck with that. No, I, more electrifying. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we'll see. Um but, you know, I think you're going to see a lot of two-back stuff with both of them in the backfield. And, I mean, I, I just think both of them in the backfield is really hard for a defense to guard when you already have Chark and Marvin Jones and LaVisca. Um, I mean, it's, it's a dangerous offense. They're going to be a tough out when it comes to offense. The defense is where the question is. Is it a little much for me to assume they're going to win their division? No, I don't think so. I, I think mean, the Jags are going to win the AFC South. The, I really tex- do. the Texans are bad. Terrible. The Worst ti- team of football. I think Titans are taking a big step back this year. I think so, too. Um, 
they lost their offensive coordinator who resurrected Ryan Tannehill, and I think that's being overshadowed a little bit. Yeah. Um, is Derek Henry going to have 2,000 yards again? I don't think right. so. Indianapolis, the defense is really, really good. They got, um, but they got Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, yeah. Is he going to be 20, what was that, 2018? 2017. 2017 yeah. Carson Wentz, or is he going to be the Carson Wentz of the last three years? You know, that's the big question. If he's the 2017 Carson Wentz, they might win 13 or 14 games. They're that good. Right. But, you know, if he's the one of the last three years, they might win five games. So, I mean, it's it's a wide-open division in my opinion. Actually, the Jags going 10-7, and seven, which I – God, I hate it's the so 17. Weird. Weird God, I hate – I need an even number. I used to think they're going 10-7, and 11-6, though, and mm-hmm. I think that will wrap up the division. Texans are going to win – they're going to go 2-15, and 1-16. Yeah, I mean, they're going to be horrendous. Yeah. They're going to win one game. Especially if Deshaun Watson doesn't play. He's not playing. Um, which I we haven't heard anything about that case in about a month or so at this yeah, point. Nothing. So I don't know if we're just kind of waiting it out in court. Deshaun Watson hasn't said a fucking word, so that's not really a good sign. Yeah. Um, but maybe, you know, also his lawyers are probably just telling him shut up and just yeah. you know practice and you know act like you're getting ready for the year. But no, I, I mean Tim Tebow to the Jags, it's cool. I don't think it's the biggest signing. I mean, you guys uh, have ETN, yeah, I got it right, uh, and Trevor Lawrence. I mean, that's your offseason right there. Um, yeah. And then as far as free agency, didn't you guys pick up uh, what's his face? Um, from the Jets? I know Keelan Cole went to the Jets, but uh, didn't you guys pick up a receiver? Uh, you guys Mar- we got up Marvin someone. Jones. Yeah, okay, Marvin Jones. Lions, yeah. Who was a and really he's good, good pickup. Really good pickup. Yeah. And I mean, you know, because DJ Chark's going to get the number one corner every week. Like, that's that's how it's going to go. Yeah. I mean, Marvin Jones is not a bad number two option. And then you got LaVisca as your number three option. That's that's a good problem to have. Damn it. So the Jags and Rams do play, but it's in L.A. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I was wanting Jalen Ramsey to go back to Jacksonville. Yep, and the Ramsey Pick off Trevor game. Lawrence a couple times. I oh, think he, that'll happen anyway. But yeah, yeah. Um, Trevor Lawrence, man. I mean, you know, maybe rookie of the year. We'll see. Um, I do want to in a little bit, and it's super early, but we're gonna get into fantasy basketball right now. I also want to do a little fantasy football preview. Oh, okay. Just a little tiny. It's May. You know, okay. we're still three months away from the draft, but I don't know about you. I got my whole thing ready. Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> I've been, I've been, I've been in the second place the last three years. I'm. I'm ready. Yeah. That's fucking tough. It's like the Bills in the 90s. Yeah. It's like, fuck. Um, Fantasy basketball wrap-up, though. Let's get into fantasy basketball wrap-up. So we had a fantasy basketball league that I think two out of the six people actually cared about, and everyone else literally, I think, deleted the app off their phone. Because every time I'd send a message or do something on the the app, no one would even check it, which Mm -hmm. is fine. Um, I ended up winning, so I'm very happy about that. It's been a very, very good year for me so far in life and in fantasy sports. Um... And I'm gonna be honest, it wasn't even close. I, I I don't mind saying that. It's you gotta have a good draft, is what I figured out. And me getting back to back picks, I think four or five different times, was obviously the upper hand. It's yeah. hard to go from Luca to fucking who's homie on the fucking Hawks, not named Trey Young, uh, John Collins. Yeah. It's hard to win the title when you go from Luca to John Collins. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not really here to brag. I mean, it's fantasy basketball, especially when it's only six people. No one really tried. It's cool, you know. I mean, there was another guy that was trying that went 10-6. and six. I went 14-2. and two, So it was really nice. I was going to get a trophy. Then I was like, no, only pricks do that. Like, I'm not doing that. Like, if I'm awarded a trophy, it's different. I'm not going to buy a trophy for myself. And then I'm surprised Seth hasn't gotten a trophy yet. Well, he'd have to do it for himself. He probably doesn't want to look like a douche. Uh, he'll, he'll end up doing it. You think so? Yeah. <laughs> if he walks in with a trophy. Well, we got to make a trophy. There's going to be something to work towards. Yeah. See, I thought I was going to do it last year. Yeah. And then he would have won it, but it never happened. Yeah. Um, so here's the thing about fantasy basketball. It's not going to happen again. Like, that's the one season. You yeah. know what I mean? That's what I'm happiest about the most is mm-hmm. that there was one chance to do it. I did it. I'm happy with it. Um, I do feel good because whenever I argue with Seth and uh, debate Seth on the fact that he didn't win for 10 years being the commissioner, I can always bring up that I won the one and only year I was commissioner of the league. Um, and, I mean, you can't cheat. I mean, you could change league settings, but I didn't block any trades. I didn't do anything like that. And Seth doesn't do that shit either. But um, I think there was, like, literally one trade. I think you and Matt switched yeah. a couple bench guys. There was no trades. There was nothing to, like, even commission over um but it was really fun playing basketball we'll see if it happens again next year i doubt it i'm not expecting anything at all what do you think about the fantasy basketball season to me basketball is just so hard to keep up with because you have to check your lineup multiple times a day and even if i would check it when i woke up in the morning you know it would be two minutes before tip off oh trey young's not playing today well i he's in my lineup and i have you know someone on my bench that's going to score score me 45 points but i didn't know that you know trey young wasn't going to play Whereas in, you know, the NFL, you you know 30 minutes before kickoff whether someone's going to play. Right. Um, 
and it's a set time every week. You know, the NBA is different times every day. Sometimes games are at 11. Sometimes they're at 7.30 at night. Um, whereas fantasy football, you know, you're up at 9 o'clock anyways on a football Sunday. Right. Um, so you're, you're, you know, you're waiting for to see who's playing and who's not playing. And you also get a pretty good idea during the week anyways. Um, but, I mean, it, it's it's fun, and it was something to, something to do. Um, I'll probably do it again next year if everybody else is down. Hopefully try and stay on top of it a little bit more. I think it was just another weird year. Like, it, it's rough with people not being able to go to the games. We yeah. weren't able to go to Lakers-Kings at all. And we want, we want to do that for two or three years now. Yeah. Um, and it just has not happened yet because the pandemic and stuff. But I think it was just another, like, weird year. And you said, like, the start times, guys getting hurt, guys having COVID, being out two weeks, and you can't load put management. on your injured. Yeah, load management. Fucking, I mean, even LeBron got hurt in March, and I thought my season was toast. Mm-hmm. Uh, luckily, Steph Curry went 2016 Steph Curry yeah, from there on out. Right. So that kind of saved my ass. And also, Russell Westbrook. Jesus Christ. I know the Wizards aren't going to do a damn thing. I don't even know if they want. I think they lost their playing game the other night, so yeah. we'll see if they get to the eighth seed or whatever. But Russell Westbrook had 290 points in the final week, and that was the most of any player during the whole season. Um, so I was really happy about that. He finished second in the overall fantasy points, and I think he missed 20 games out of a 70-game season. So, Russell Westbrook, thank you very much. You're not listening. Well, um, I, I had so many people down the stretch. Sabonis got hurt. Darren Fox, who was, I think he was eighth in scoring. Uh, fantasy scoring, and, yeah. you know, he was out 14 or the last three weeks of the year. Um, Gordon Hayward got hurt. I mean, I was just, I was struggling. Trey Young got hurt. You dropped Bagley. I had to drop. I, I, was I, ha- I had to drop Bagley. I just didn't have anybody else. He went off for my team the last week. I was I didn't very think, happy. I just about didn't think that. he was going to play. Yeah, they were going to hold him out, but yeah, that's he fair. looked pretty good. He did. He did look pretty good. Yeah, Halliburton, mm. your boy. Love me some Halliburton. <laughs> do you have any of his cards? I do. Did you sell all your cards? Most of them. Okay. I just kept my personal collection. Gotcha. Okay. And so Halliburton is in one of the PCs. I got got five PC people. Who's that? De'Aaron and Halliburton. And then uh, LaVisca, James Robinson, and, well, Trevor Trevor Lawrence Lawrence. now. And then I'm going to do a little (laughs) bit of Travis Etienne. Really? Yeah, I got some Chark stuff too, so, you know. Are the Jackson going to the Super Bowl? No. No. (laughs) Here I go with them. (laughs) No. <laughs> um, I don't know if you want to talk about it on air. It's fine if you don't. Um, meeting LaVisca, which you haven't done yet, but big possibility coming up. Yeah. He might be the first, like, big, big, big guest on this podcast. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be cool as fuck. Yeah. Professional football player. Um, I don't know who uh, is his name, John. Shout mm-hmm. out to John of Redwood Soul. Uh, he's a guy that knows all sorts of people. He's working to get his sports agent degree. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to give away too much. It, it is your thing. But, um, yeah, he knows LaVisca personally, and you got to FaceTime with him and stuff like that. And you said that was uh, the best day of your life, you said. Yeah, it was right up there. Yeah. yeah. Which is surprising because, I, you know, I, I would think, you know, losing your virginity or something would be one of the best days. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, let's get into fantasy football before we go into the NBA playoffs. Okay. So, fantasy football draft picks. I'm not going to give away all the players. I mean, I have some guys I'll give away because some guys are going to be available when you want them and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I don't know if you have a certain idea or a certain criteria you're going to follow. I love the way that Matthew White approaches this shit. He gets a little, the lunch tables that you guys use. Yeah. He gets a pen and paper and he gets his glasses on and he just does it fucking well, line he's been by line. for a long time. Yeah. It's smart. It's very yeah. smart. Um, I don't know if he did it last year, but I know in the 2019 draft he did, and he ended up having Lamar Jackson. Um, he ended up having all sorts of guys that we didn't see coming from anywhere. He had, um, did he have Derrick Henry? He had some run. Did he have Christian McCaffrey? You had McCaffrey that year. Yeah, I, who did he have? I don't remember. I know he had Saquon, but Saquon got hurt that year. Right, yeah. He had Lamar. He had the MVP. He had Lamar, yeah. Yeah. Have you ever had uh, the MVP on your fantasy team? Um, No, but I had, I had McCaffrey both the years that he went insane. Um. Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't have Mahomes that year. No, I don't think I've ever had an MVP. You ever had an MVP on your team and finished eighth in the league? No, because I did. Nice. <laughs> you know, I did. I did. The year Carson Wentz almost won the MVP, I had Carson Wentz. Okay, gotcha. And that being uh, Thomas Edward, Patrick Brady Jr. Yeah, yeah, his fucking fifth one. So anyway, here we go. Last year, I still get shit for it. It mm-hmm. turned into Aaron Rodgers. I flipped it into Aaron Rodgers. Let's make that fucking clear. I took Lamar Jackson sixth overall. I didn't feel terrible about it, but it's not 
I didn't feel as good about it as I should have. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like a fuck up because, like, it's still Lamar Jackson. He still had a great year. Um, but he was the MVP in 2019. But I've learned very carefully. I'll put this out there right now. I'm not taking Aaron Rodgers as next season. Not because I don't know where he's going to play, but because I learned my lesson. Yeah. Don't take MVPs the year after they win the MVP. Don't take quarterbacks in the first five rounds. That's who. That's my man. Unless they're Pat Mahomes. I wouldn't even take Pat Mahomes in the first five rounds. He's been taken in the top five the last two years. I, that's stupid. Is it? I mean, I mean 30 running a week. backs are where your points are. Pat Mahomes gets 30 a week, though. I can go get a quarterback off the waiver wire every week that's going to score 25 points. That's fair. I that's mean, fair. every week, too. <laughs> it's like playing the waiver wire with your defense. Like, that's not the worst strategy. Like, yeah. if you find a hot defense, by week seven or eight, there's a defense that we didn't expect to, you know, be hot that well, you could just keep. You this know. is this is my thing. You can get Patrick Mahomes. Someone's going to take him in the first round every year. It's going to happen year. every year. Every year. You can wait till the fifth or sixth round, and you can get Lamar. You can get Aaron Rodgers. You can get Russell Wilson. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray will probably Maybe be, not this year. Him and Josh Allen will probably be second or third round. Yeah. Um, as they should be because they had an insane amount of points last year. Super. Um, but there's just always good quarterbacks available. That's why I'd never take quarterbacks first. I mean, is it nice to have Patrick Mahomes? Yeah. Absolutely. But, you know. I'd rather risk getting Dalvin Cook in the first round and, you know, taking eight points less from my quarterback to have Dalvin Cook rather than having Mike Davis. Right. So, I mean, yeah. it's, a, it's a pretty easy draft strategy in my opinion. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So here's what I got this year. And this is tentative. It's May. I'm definitely going to change this. I, I mean, probably draft night I'll change this around a little bit. Especially with my receivers. I'm waiting a long time to get receivers. And I, I don't like how long I have to wait, but I feel like this is – a decent thing. And I'll even give off names because we know the obvious ones when it comes to the first and second round running backs. First round, I'm taking a running back this year. I've learned my lesson the last two years. I don't remember who I took. I think I took Juju Smith-Schuster uh, uh, in the no, first round. that would be one Mr. David Johnson. Oh, yeah, I took David <laughs> Johnson and Juju back-to-back in round one in 2019. I didn't play for a few years, and I was, like, smoking a lot of weed every day, so I didn't really know what I was doing. 2020, like I said, I didn't feel too bad about the Lamar pick. I can't tell you after that because you guys were just – the room was buzzing after that pick. Um, but, yeah, I'm taking running back first round. Um, obviously, Derrick Henry is probably at the top of the list. Christian McCaffrey, though, he's going to be a little bit of a sleeper. I don't think he should go top three. No, I don't think he will go top three. I don't think he'll go top five. I think he'll go top five. You think so? Yeah. If you're in the top five, he'll go top five. If I'm sitting at pick five, and the because I think the first three are going to be Henry, Cook, and Kamara. Yeah, of course. Honestly, the only other person I would take in front of McCaffrey would probably be Nick Chubb. Yep. He, he was my other guy. Yeah. That's my five. I would yeah. probably take McCaffrey at five if those four were off the board. I take McCaffrey over Chubb. If I'm sitting at four or five and those are my picks, I'm definitely taking McCaffrey. But Chubb, Chubb had a hell of a year. I one of the biggest mistakes I made last year was trading Chubb. Is that one of the worst trades you think you've made? That's in fantasy probably the football? worst. That's probably the worst trade I've ever made. <laughs> for Christian Kirk? Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> I was I was starving for a receiver. Yeah, but I mean I know I still had Dalvin Cook and James Robinson. Right, like you didn't have dog shit. Yeah, like you. Yeah, I mean it was a desperate move, but I don't think it was like as terrible as maybe you remember it being. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean those are the first five picks. Everyone knows it, so I don't mind giving that away. Second round, I'm taking a running back. Yep. Um. These three, J-Rob, J.K. Dobbins, Jonathan Taylor. It's a little high for Dobbins for me. That's fine. I was just trying to think of second-year running backs. Oh, second. Okay. Those are the three second-year running backs. That I keep, I'm keeping my eyes on Cam Akers this year. He, he, was, he was in my next one. Yeah. Yeah. Round three, my next one is Etienne, mm-hmm. Akers, Najee Harris. Rookie running backs are a commodity. That's just how it goes. I wouldn't take Najee Harris in the top 25. If I'm pick 28 and he's sitting there, he's a running back. The Steelers have no run game last year. I mean, they're going to fucking pound the football this year with Big Ben being old. That's what I'm going off of. And he's going to do a lot of fucking, you know, um, what's the play in Madden? That's the only way I know what the name of these plays are. When the running back does a little curve bullshit. Yeah. Anyway, they're going to do that play a lot. Like They're going to keep a short for Big Ben. He doesn't have the arm he used to have. They're going to pound the football with Najee Harris. I feel like if you take him in the top 30, top 40, great pick. I, yeah. I don't see anything wrong with that. Rookie running backs are a hot commodity. And I'm not going to let George scoop up Najee Harris, ETN, whoever the fuck. Because yeah, he's going to do that. Oh, like That will. is his whole fucking strategy. Does it every year. And he's going to take Saquon first overall. <laughs> if he gets Saquon's first overall, even, he's taking Saquon. 
Yeah, it's so weird. He's not a Giants fan. Yeah, like he just loves Saquon. What if he takes Cam Akers first overall? Nah, he wouldn't do that. That'd be fucking hilarious, though. I'm, ta- I'm taking Tim Tebow first overall. Are you? No. He might be a hot commodity. He's gonna get a few touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> so those are my three. I'm taking a running back the first three rounds. I don't mind putting that out there right now. First three rounds, that's all running back because I want my two and I want my guy for the flex. I want all of them to be running backs. I need points this year. My problem is that I never score enough points. Mm-hmm. My players are just fine. My teams aren't dog shit, but I don't score enough points. I can't have. I can't depend on my quarterback to score 35 a week, even if it was Aaron Rodgers last year or Lamar Jackson the year or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have Lamar that year. But you can't, like you said, put it all on your quarterback's shoulders. You have to have running backs. You have to have good receivers. And even your defense. I mean, even if you play the waiver wire, you got to get 15 a week, yeah. Tw- You know, 12 a week. That's just how that goes. First three rounds, I'm going running back. That's where you should go. Fourth round, I'm going defense. There's only a few elite defenses in the league. Yeah. Tampa. Yep. All the starters are coming back, both sides of the football. Miami, Mm -hmm. Byron Jones, Xavier Howard. Um, Who else did they pick up? I don't know off the top of my head. I mean, still, that secondary is fucking crazy. The group of people. From Washington. Yep. They are a very elite group of people. Very elite group of people. Very young group of people as well. About mm-hmm. as about our age. Very young. Mm-hmm. Very spry. Those are the top three defenses available. And I feel like if you wait any longer than 40, 50 picks, two or three of those are going to be gone. I think a couple of sneaky good ones is Indianapolis just because it's a bad division and that's going to be, what is that, six of their games? Yeah. And then another one is the Rams, which is kind of the opposite because they have a really, really good division, but that defense is fucking loaded. They have the two best defensive players in football. And my my sneaky defense this year is Cleveland. They got a Ooh. lot of good pickups on defense. Didn't they pick up Jadavion Clowney? They did. <laughs> I they got didn't. They got two new corners. They got a safety. Um, Jadavion Clowney, they got, a, yeah. they got the steal of the draft, in my opinion. Um, Who's that? Jeremiah Onwosu Konzuko or something like that. Um, Good line, for you. Linebacker from Notre Dame. Kid is a stud, and they got him in the second round. Um, I think Cleveland's a really sneaky team to watch this year as far as defense goes. You know who's even sneakier? Hmm. Denver. No, I'm not taking Denver. No? I'm staying away from them. I Look, we just named six that are better. Those six are better than Denver. Mm-hmm. Denver's Denver's a top eight defense. You got Sertan. Is that his name? I, t- I take Pittsburgh over them. Okay. T.J. Watt. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. What about Arizona's defense? No, I don't. I don't think JJ Watt. No, Pat Pete. Where'd Pat Pete go? Minnesota. Ah. With Daniel Hunter coming back, they could be one to watch too. Minnesota's defense is always one of those defenses too. So there's a lot of defenses. That's why I'm thinking four for defense is pretty high. But if no one's taking Tampa, I'm taking Tampa off the fucking board. I'll say that right now. If I'm pick 48 and Tampa defense is still there, I'm taking them. They just want a Super Bowl off the back of their defense. Don't get me wrong. I do feel like that Super Bowl is a little overrated because Pat Mahomes ran for his life, but he had no offensive line whatsoever. Travis Kelsey is a pass-catching tight end. He's not a blocking tight end. Um, if you guys remember, they gave up 26 to Green Bay and Green Bay. They gave up, I think, 24 to Taylor Heineken, uh, Heineke, whatever his name is. And they gave up, like, 20-some-odd to Drew Brees in the Superdome. So they're not exactly the most elite defense. That's something to watch out for. I've replayed that in my head a lot of times. Like, yeah, the Super Bowl was, you know, elite defensively, but... You know, they were at home, literally, mm-hmm. and Pat Mahomes had no offensive line, and they knew that going into it. Um, and they played them earlier in the season at Tampa, so they knew how to kind of game plan for it better compared to the other games. Um, they made Aaron Rodgers look like a fucking rookie out there both mm-hmm. times. Um, but, I mean, Tampa's defense, Miami's pretty good, but Washington's probably the ultimate sleeper. If you can get yeah. Washington in round five or six, especially in that pull division too. that trigger. Yep. Yeah. They got the Cowboys, who should be really good offensively, but you never know. We'll see. Yeah. Um, and then you have, what, the Giants and, and the you have Eagles. the Eagles. Yeah. Who knows what those teams are going to look like. Yep. Um, but, yeah, four for defense might be pretty high, but those are the defenses. I just want to kind of get that out of the way. Fifth round, I'm going tight end. This might be one where I put it above the defense because I always have a terrible tight end. I need a solid tight end. Do I expect to have Travis Kelsey at pick 45 or 50? No, I don't. He's going to go top 20. Yeah. You know, in top 15 maybe. But someone, you know, that you could get in round five, maybe a Mike Gusecki or a Evan Ingram. Um, Austin Hooper kind of came alive at towards the end of last year. Yeah. Um, Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow. Uh, yeah. You never know. You never know. You never know. Um, because I think Kelsey will be long gone. Long gone. Waller, Kittle will be long. Waller gone. will be out in round three at four at the highest. Yeah, top twenty-five. Um, and I think Kittle's right around there too. Yeah. Um, 
But, you know, if you Mike Gusecki, TJ Hawkinson, that's probably the level of tight end you're going to get right there. Hawkinson, yeah. Yeah. Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews. Even maybe, Gronk. Maybe, Gronk had a solid year. Maybe a Noah Fant, but that's a little bit of a reach that high. Right. Yeah. Um, you might pull a muscle reaching that high. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have an ultimate sleeper for this position. If Kyle Pitts is sitting there, I'm taking Kyle Pitts. 100%. You need to take some rookies because some of those guys, even though they may not win rookie of the year, they're going to be very good for your football Kyle team. Kyle Pitts is going to be really good. Kyle Pitts is going to be really good. And I feel like for some reason he might go under the radar just because he's in Atlanta, he's unproven. But I think he's going to have a great year. And I feel like the first three are locks, just like running backs, you know, when it comes to tight end. Um, after that, you know, Hawkinson, Gronk. I, I see. I don't even think Gronkowski is that bad of a pick. I had Gronk for the last like half of the year. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was that bad of a pick. Um, yeah, no, I heard some noise too. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't even think Gronk would be a bad pick there. Would I take him above Mark Andrews or Hawkinson? Fuck no. Yeah. Because I feel like Hawkinson is going to be Jared Goff's number one target with Marvin yeah. Jones gone and uh, Calvin Johnson retired and, you know, Barry Sanders finally retired. So um, I feel like Hawkinson will be the number one guy there. But Kyle Pitts, that's the guy I'm watching out for. Um, and I feel like this is three months out, so no one's going to listen to this and be like, oh, I remember Blake said he was going to fucking yeah. take this guy. That's not going to happen. Um, sixth round, quarterback. This is the perfect round, I feel like, to take a quarterback. This is the perfect round to let the Mahomes, the Lamars, the, uh, I think, Rodgers this year, the Calgary Murrays of the world, let them fall off to the wayside. Who's left? Herbert. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson. Joe Burrow. Yep. Trevor Lawrence. Those are the four names. Um, I think, honestly, Joe Burrow's the last guy I would take. I don't know what he's going to look like. And, you know, something that scares me a little bit about Joe Burrow. I know he had the one year. It's the one year. Mm-hmm. Superstar, hot, red hot, don't touch the stove kind of hot year. I get it. Also had Justin Jefferson. Also had Jamar Chase, who is getting back. So that, that might be a plus. Um, and we'll get to him in a little bit. But I don't know. Joe Burrow might be one of the, one of the riskier kind of picks sure. if you're going quarterback. I feel like Herbert's probably the safest if you can't get one of those elite guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Allen's another guy that's going to be gone, like you said, probably yeah. by third round, fourth round at the most. Um, but yeah, I mean, Russell Wilson's going to be hanging around. He always has a great first seven or eight weeks and falls off the face of the earth. Trevor Lawrence, I mean, if you don't take him, someone's going to take him. Yeah. Someone's going to take him. He's going to win a rookie of the year unless he gets hurt. I'm not taking him. I'm, I'm not doing it. Why not? Anytime I draft a Jaguar, they don't do good. Even if your I, boy, though? If I pick him up off the waiver wire, it's fine. You might do <laughs> I could see you waiting until the day after draft night, and then that way it's... <laughs> That's what I do with James Robinson. <laughs> I can see you doing that. Yeah. I can see that happening. I wouldn't blame you. Um, the sixth round is a quarterback for me. Who am I going to take? I have no idea. I mean, there could be a Kyler Murray still there for some reason. I doubt it. Josh mm-hmm. Allen could, for some reason, slip through the cracks. Lamar Jackson may slip through the cracks. Just because I picked him sixth overall doesn't mean I wouldn't take him in the sixth round. And someone I'd watch in that little that sixth-round window would be Matt Stafford. Oh, okay. I think he's someone who could have a really good year. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, because you have Cam Akers, you have Robert Woods, the best receiver in the league, according to himself. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup's there. Who's the tight end? Gerald uh, Everett? Gerald Everett. I think so, yeah. They got they got Deshaun Jackson. Oh, they did? They did. Who's eight years past his prime, but that's okay. He's still fast. Long ball threat still. Long ball threat, for sure. He'll, he'll catch two a year, which, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, yeah, Matt Stafford might be underrated. What about Jared Goff? I'm not touching Derek off. No? No. Not with a 10-foot pull? No. Not with a 20-foot pull. (laughs) Fair enough. So this is the part of the list where my receivers are too low. Next three rounds, I have to go receiver. Mm -hmm. My receivers are not in yet. I have my quarterback. I have my tight end. Potentially, I have my defense. And I have my three running backs. I need three receivers. You can only fill two slots, but I need a backup guy. Receivers always end up tearing ACLs or, you know, tearing their meniscus or, you know, their Achilles pops or they fucking break their arm or break a collarbone. There's always something going on with one elite receiver. One elite receiver a year gets hurt. That's just how it goes, especially ankles and knees. Um, you can't mess around with stuff like that. So receiver, seventh round. Here's who I expect to be there. Um, is it is it dumb of me to think Michael Thomas will be there in the seventh round? Yes, he won't be there in the seventh round. I don't Do you think, think he's going to have a great year? I don't think he makes it past the fifth round would be the highest, in my opinion. I don't even think he makes it past the fourth round. Really? Yeah. Someone will take him before then. Seth? Seth I would. I Thomas. would take him in the fourth round. Really? Yeah. Okay. All right. Absolutely. I know Seth loves Mike Thomas. Um, here's what I think is going to be available. Cortland Sutton. Mm-hmm. He's going to come back. He's going to slip through the cracks. Mm-hmm. No, unless it's you taking him, because I know you like Cortland Sutton. I think he's going to be there, because mm-hmm. he 
torn ACL. It's Drew Locke. The Drew Locke experiment is still being experimented with. Um, who knows what Denver even kind of looks like. You have Jerry Judy on the opposite side. I think that helps the case, though. Um, they went defense in the draft, obviously, at least high in the draft. I don't pay attention to pass round one. I, I don't yeah. care. Um, but Corlin Sutton's going to be a very underrated pick. I mean, if he's there in the seventh round, I'm taking him. I'm putting that out there right now. Uh, Brandon Ayuk. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's going to fall mm-hmm. that far. He will. I think he will. But I can see him having a great year yet again. I yep. can see him being the number one guy. Uh, same with his teammate, Debo Samuel. I don't think he's going to go that low. I think Debo's still one of those guys that um, it's probably one of the hottest takes for some reason on this podcast. I think he's better than Julio Jones at this point. I, will, I would take Debo Samuel over Julio Jones in a real draft and a fantasy draft. Julio Jones does not have very many red zone touchdowns. Sure, I know he's going to have a game where he gets me 10 receptions for 124 yards and averages fucking, you know, 20 a grab or, or, you know, he gets two 30, 40-yard grabs. That's wonderful. How many times a year is he going to do that for me these days? Matt Ryan's still the quarterback. Kyle Pitts is there now. Calvin Ridley's on the opposite side. Julio Jones is going to go in the second or third round, and I'm not going to understand it whatsoever. But that's fine. Whoever does that, they free me up. Um, So I feel like Brendan Ayuk's going to be right there. Same with Debo. He might fall through the cracks as well. Keenan Allen. Yeah, he won't be there that long. You don't think so? No. No way. I I feel you, but if everyone goes running back the first two or three rounds like they should, if George starts doing his fucking, you know, ETN and all that bullshit that he always does, and, you know, you do your Kyle Pitts thing and Corbin Sutton, Keenan Allen may slip through the cracks. I would take Keenan Allen in the fourth round. I'd take him over Michael Thomas. I would, too. Yeah. Yeah, I would, too. 100%. Um, but that's who I think may be there. Keenan Allen, I know, is a stretch, but Sutton... Ayuk and Debo Samuel, those are my three that I think are going to be there and I, I think would be great pickups. Eighth round, we're going to keep going receiver. I don't think this guy's going to be there, but I might pick him up or I might not just because he's a fucking Viking. Uh, Thielen. Yeah, he won't be there. I feel like Jay Jeff is going to go way ahead of Thielen because it's the hype. He showed on Rookie of the Year. Obviously, there's a Viking fan in the household during the draft. I feel like Jay Jeff will go probably fucking first two or three rounds. He's going to be the first receiver off the board. I'll put that out there right now. For some reason, he'll be the first receiver gone. Um, because I can't think. I mean, who's another receiver that over J- Justin Jefferson? Yeah, Devontae Adams. Okay, I would take Keenan Allen before I took Justin Jefferson. Really? I would. I take DeAndre Hopkins before him too. Okay, yeah, yeah D- that's who I was thinking of. Yeah, D Hop and Devontae. Those are probably the only two receivers that. I mean, maybe three. There, there would be. I I take Calvin Ridley over him. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. I'd have to sit and kind of think about it a little bit. But if Rodgers isn't a Packer, I'm not. I'm not touching Devontae. I'm not trusting Jordan Love to get. I know he's going to be the number one guy. Devontae is great. Yeah. But I feel like he's kind of a made man because of Aaron Rodgers. And I know that's not fair, but that's just kind of the truth. Mm-hmm. Like, when you have one of the all-time greats thrown you, it's the reason we think of, like, Donald Driver as a Hall of Famer. It's like, Donald Driver was probably a great receiver, but he had a Brett Favre. Yeah. Like, when an all-time great's throwing you the football, you're going to look really good. Um, but, yeah, DJ Chark. I think he'll, he'll be, be there, there in the eighth round. He'll be there. I think he'll be there. He'll slip through the cracks. I think even Marvin Jones will go before DJ Chark does. Um, do you plan on picking up any? Oh, no, no, you already said no. You're not going to draft any Jaguars, which I don't believe. I think you're going to take a ton of Jaguars. I'm sure I will. <laughs> there's just there's you're going to take ETN. I'm not taking Trevor Lawrence. And That's so fucking weird to me. I don't know. We'll see. Jarvis Landry. Okay. I think he'll be there in the eighth round. Ceedee Lamb. I yeah. think Gallup and Cooper, obviously Amari Cooper's going to go before him. I think Gallup will go before him, too. Um, I think C.D. Lamb's going to be there in the eighth round. Jamar Chase, he'll be there. And he might have, he might be the best rookie receiver this year. If he's still as hyped up as he was, um, you know, we'll see. Tyler Lockett, I don't know if he falls that far, but I feel like he's one of those guys that Seahawks, they're just not. It's a kind of a distant memory. None of our favorite teams are the Seahawks. And, you know, the way they had a disappointing season last year, I don't think he's going to be on everyone's mind. I think Russell Wilson will be the guy. Um, I think even uh, Chris Carson could go before Tyler Lockett will on a draft because he's a running back. But Tyler Lockett might fall through the cracks. And he's always serviceable. I mean, he's not trash. Every receiver has their three or four points Sundays. Even DeAndre mm-hmm. Hopkins last year had two or three games where he scored five points on fantasy. Yeah. Then you have a game where you score 35 or 40. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, Lockett's one of those guys. There's games he's going to have three touchdowns. Those games he's going to have one catch for eight yards. Two so, catches for 12 yards. Someone I really like in that uh, round – uh, and I think he'll still be there as Claypool. If Claypool, oh, if I'm okay. sitting there in the eighth or ninth round and Claypool's on the board, I'm probably gonna take him. You're gonna take him? Yeah. You hate him? I f- with a passion. With but a you still passion. Dra- you're still gonna draft him? At the end of the day, it's about winning a championship. Why do you hate the Steelers? Their fans are annoying as hell. I hate 
the I mean it really started when Antonio Brown was there. Um, yeah. You know, we when the Jaguars beat him that those two times uh, that year we went to the AFC Championship game, their fans were annoying as hell. Um, and then I just I hate that I hate Juju. Juju is really what drove it into the grave for me. Juju and Claypool. Yeah. Did you say you hate Claypool too? I hate Claypool. What did he say after the game? He didn't say the same old Browns. That was Juju, but he was like, it don't matter. They're gonna get their ass kicked by Kansas City. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, dude, you just lost. Shut the hell up. <laughs> right. Like you sound like a poor sport. Like, come yeah. on, yeah. Especially when it's the day after the loss. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Come on. Um, but yeah, I think those are my five. Like I said, I don't think Thielen's gonna be there, but Stevie Lamb, Chark, Jamar Chase, Lockett. And who's the guy you said? Claypool. Yeah, Claypool. I think those guys are going to be right there. Ninth round, I'm still going receiver. I need three of them. Um, I know I said Marvin Jones will probably go above and even Gallup, but I wouldn't be surprised if Gallup falls through the cracks. If CD could go before Gallup. Yeah. And I like Mike Gallup. He's liable, especially with Dak back, to have two or three games with 12 catches, 150 yards, and two touchdowns. He's going to have a few of those games. Mm -hmm. That's just how it goes. Because the number one guy is always going to be on Amari Cooper. Um, Mike Gallup's going to be there. Jerry Judy, if Sutton's not there. Judy's another, you know, great pickup, I think. T. Higgins. Mm-hmm. T. Higgins will be right there. Joe Burrow, you know, if Jamar Chase is getting locked up, I think T. Higgins will be right there. Um, is Tyler Higgins on the Browns? Rashard Higgins. Rashard Higgins. Yeah. Yeah, we're not going to draft him. <laughs> Never mind. Um, I said Jarvis in the eighth round, but Jarvis could fall even further. Mm-hmm. Jarvis Landry. And then lastly, I have Marvin Jones. Um, I also put in here Keelan Cole, because maybe. I mean, I don't know. If Zach Wilson's good, that might be his number one guy. Keelan Cole. This Keelan is Cole's ninth round. Good. Yeah. Yeah, this is ninth round. This is like pick 90. So yeah. it's like, are there 90 guys in the NFL better than Keelan Cole? Probably. Yeah. Probably. You know, so, you know, he might be available right there. Tenth and final round, kicker. Go kicker last. There is no yeah. point in getting a kicker in any round. It's young way cool. Yeah, him or Tucker. Those are the only two that you can justify in the Josh eighth Lambeau. or ninth. He's going to be a sneaky one. I he, mean, he's, he's low on projections. He's only missed six kicks since he's been a Jaguar. He's only missed, like, five games since he started his career. He was money in San Diego. I don't know why they got rid of him. They probably got rid of him when they got rid of the stadium. Um yeah, kicker, you go last. But, I mean, defense, like I said earlier, could be the one I switch around a little bit. I don't know if you have a specific order you want to I go usually in. go, so running back first round always, that's what I always do. Um, I usually go receiver second round, and then I'll go back to running back. And then I usually like to go tight end, running back, and then go back to my receiver. Um, I usually go quarterback around, around round six or seven. I usually like to have my running backs, my receiver, and my flex filled before I get a quarterback. Um, and, you know, Tight end kind of just when I see a value, a good value for a tight end on the board is when I pull the trigger. You know, I'm not going to go take Travis Kelsey in the second round. I'm, I'm, I'm just not going to do that. Right. Um, you know, if I'm in the fourth round and Darren Waller's on the board, I'm probably taking him. Um, it's all subject to change just based on who people draft. Uh, but I kind of have a strategy I like to follow. So Okay. What do you think about my strategy? How about that? Honest opinion. I think it's good. Uh, like I said, defense is high. I doubt I'll do it in the fourth round, but quarterback in the sixth round seems to be the way to go. Every yep. time you guys say it, it works out for somebody. Yeah. I think what didn't Seth have um, Russell Wilson in the sixth round? Yep. And then fucking Tim got Kyler Murray and Josh Allen and wouldn't trade either of them. Which I don't blame him, but fuck. You man. can only start one of them, dude. <laughs> you can get some capital for one of those guys. I, I, off- that's I offered I- him Allen Robinson, Nick Chubb, and uh, DJ Chark for either one of those guys, and he didn't take either of it. That's the thing. Like, if you have another quarterback, not that I don't blame him for not trading him, but like I said, you can only start one. Use that as bait. Yeah. That's bait. Yeah. Like, that is the whole point of fantasy, I feel like, is if you want to get a step up and knock someone else down, because that's what you're doing, essentially. Mm-hmm. Even if you give them an elite quarterback, you're getting three or four pieces, especially when the running backs, Allen Robinson's good. That's a guy we didn't mention for receiver. He's, Justin Fields will be the quarterback. Yeah. Allen Robinson is going to be right there. Allen Robinson is one of the most underrated receivers. 100%. He's probably the most underrated. Is Justin Fields a good quarterback to pick up in the sixth round? I don't know about it. I don't trust any of the rookie quarterbacks besides Trevor Lawrence, honestly. I trust trust Justin Fields. I just don't know when he's going to start. Yeah. Trey Lance won't see the field this year. Really? I don't think so. That's a hot take. I don't think he's going to. Third overall? I I think he he needs a year. Okay. Um, All right. What's Zach, I don't trust Zach Wilson. I don't think Zach Wilson. Uh, fuck I, no. I, I would have taken Justin Fields. I trust his mom and how she looks. Yes. Is that okay? Can I trust that? I, I would have taken... She good. <laughs> I'd flirt with her. Uh, I'd lower the tone of my voice to talk to her. Hey, whatever you're going to do. <laughs> but, I mean, I think Justin Fields is going to be the second best quarterback from this class. 
I would have taken the yeah. second overall. And yeah. I think if the Jaguars would have ended up with the second pick, I think Justin Fields would have been the second pick. I don't think they would have taken Zach Wilson. Fuck. That's crazy. Well, he was, what, the 11th pick? He fell pretty. He it's slid. Like 13. Yeah. yeah. He slid, man. That was crazy. I mean, we figured it would happen. We said it on our draft preview, but, yeah, that was wild. Yeah. Um, anything else on the fantasy draft? I mean, we have three months. Yeah. Well, uh, I can't wait I'm for sure draft we'll, night. I'm sure we'll do a little preview pod before. Absolutely. Once, Absolutely. Once everything gets settled down and we know where everyone's playing and stuff. Right. 100%. And once I finally decided to come out of retirement, and <laughs> even though I just gave a 20-minute fucking... <laughs> Round-by-round round projection. <laughs> Let's take a break real quick, and then we'll come back with some NBA stuff. And we are back. Lakers-Warriors happened last night. Uh, today is Thursday, the 20th. This happened Wednesday, the 19th. I was at work during this whole thing. Then we went straight to the casino to see our good friend Max and uh, hang out with you and, and Seth. And it was a very fun night, but I missed the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lakers won 103-100. to uh, LeBron James proved that he's the GOAT yet again because he saw three rims and still hit that long, long, long three all the way from Brentwood. I don't know if that's what Mike Breen said. That's what I'm saying. Uh, shout out to Mike Breen because that was a great call, as always. That, he's one of the best announcers ever. Um, what do you think, man? I walked out of the room. <laughs> Were you watching it live? I was, yeah. Okay, all right. No, it was a great shot. And I I mean, there's nothing you can really do. I mean... It's what did what did Paul George say when Dame hit it? That's not a good shot. Um, <laughs> that wasn't a good shot by LeBron. It, it's just Let's shot, be honest. It's just shot clock running down. Right. Um, the Warriors gave that game away though. The turnover differential in the second half was fifteen to four. Um, God damn. The Warriors. I mean, they played really good defense on LeBron in the first half. I mean, LeBron was missing layups. It was it didn't look like LeBron James at all. Anthony Davis was two of thirteen. Um, you know. The Warriors are one of the most <laughs> – as long as Steph, Steph Curry's on the floor, it's going to be a fun game to watch. Um, right. And last night was honestly one of the best basketball games I've ever watched from start to finish. Really? It was an unreal game. Um, I just – I hate how every single LeBron James game turns into something that I hate. Like him just fucking after the game, like saying, yeah, you hacked me in the eye. I'm like – Dude, you could see. You're not shooting at three fucking baskets. Like, let's chill out here. If you couldn't see, you wouldn't have been on the court. Right. Um, and he's, you know, laying on the ground for ten minutes after the foul. Of course. Um, it's every, it's always Draymond, too. It's every yep. time Draymond fouls him, he just lays there. It's and fucking weird. It, was, it wasn't a great foul by Draymond. It, you know, it wasn't totally clean, but I don't think there was anything malicious towards it. It wasn't even – they reviewed it, and it didn't even get called a flagrant foul. Yeah, he went straight up with both arms. That's yeah. how you're supposed to play defense. Mm-hmm. Um, but LeBron was just going so hard that, you know, that's just how it went. Right. Um, but at the same time, I just uh, – it's hard, it's hard to put into words. <laughs> just, I don't, it just seems like every time something like this happens to LeBron, it's always like – he has to make it seem better than it was. Of course. Um, and I, the other thing I have a problem with is just he's screaming at the refs the whole game, and he doesn't get teed up once. He's literally screaming at the refs. He's getting in their face, touching them. He doesn't get teed up once. Draymond might have said the magic word. I don't know what Draymond said. Knowing Draymond, he probably said the magic word. What, bitch? I, something like that. Like last night or 2016? Yeah, because he, he got teed up after he said something to the ref. Oh, oh to the and ref. They, they oh, not, not to LeBron. No. Okay, okay. But they, they teed him up pretty quick. And that's something that drives me crazy about LeBron, and it always has, is that he, he gets treated differently. Of course he does. And He's I, the biggest superstar in the game. And I get it's about ratings. I get that. But maybe it's just a small market fan coming out in me. Um, mm, okay. Yeah. I don't, it, it was a great shot, but I, I just it irritates the shit out of me when he has to make it seem better than it was. This is something all the greats do. And I'm not saying I even disagree, but this is something all the greats have always done. I mean, even, I mean, maybe with the exception of Kobe, Kobe wasn't really a diva like that, but mm-hmm. he wasn't his own way. I mean, he would complain like every other guy would complain. He wouldn't fake the injuries and do all that. He was a lot mentally tougher than a LeBron. or He might even be mentally tougher than Jordan. I mean, Jordan said that a couple weeks ago. Yeah. He said the only guy mentally tougher than me ever is probably Kobe. So Kobe wouldn't do that, but also it's like, it's L.A., 
Hollywood acting. LeBron's just playing the part. I mean, he's the biggest star in the movie, the movie being the NBA, and this is just what it is. Um, I'm actually surprised him and AD stats were as good as they were. AD finished with 25, 12, and 2. LeBron finished with 22, 11, and 10. Yeah. It's still crazy that, what, 36, 37? At 36 years old that he's putting up those stat lines in playoff games. I miss the game. I've watched maybe five games all year. Every game I've watched has either been terrible or it's been decent. I watched a Laker-Warrior game in probably February, mm-hmm. you know, on, on a random Tuesday night. And um, it was LeBron playing bully ball like he always does. I missed the whole game, unfortunately. I knew I would anyway, being at work. But, um, I mean, look, the Warriors fought really hard to be here. I want to give the Warriors some credit because Absolutely. the Lakers should have won this basketball game. This would have been an abomination if they would have lost this game. I don't care if LeBron's ankles hurt or not. You cannot lose at home to Steph Curry, who has ripped LeBron's heart out on more than one occasion um, in whatever team he's playing for. Um, you know, and of course, they always show the highlights of 2017 finals, 2018, 2015, stuff like that. They'll show LeBron blocking Iguodala. Like, we know the history of these guys, but LeBron knew good and damn well. I mean, there was a thing that Curry did a few weeks ago, wasn't it? Like, when someone asked him, he just gave him, like, a little grin mm-hmm. at a press conference. So, I mean, they both wanted this game to prove something. Um, like I said, it's hard for me to, you know, break it down for you guys because I missed it, but congrats to the Warriors. I mean, they finished 39 and 33. That's a hell of a record. Only three games behind the Lakers. Um, the Lakers now move to face the second seed Phoenix Suns in the first round of the playoffs and the Warriors have to beat the Grizzlies to make it to the first round to face the Utah Jazz who actually I think put up a decent matchup against the the, the Warriors give a good matchup to the Jazz because well they have to beat Memphis in the playing game first right which, and Memphis is not an easy out no John Morant I think wants every piece of Steph Curry as yep. far as wanting to knock him out of the playoffs. Because Steph Curry is one of the greatest fucking players to ever live. Um, I will tell you this. Steph Curry probably deserves to be the MVP, but he's not going to get it. Yeah, He's I been agree. magic. He's been electrifying. This is his best season besides his 2016 unanimous season. Because, I mean, no season shooting-wise will probably ever top that. I don't care who we're talking about. It could be Clay Thompson, Reggie Miller, Ray Allen. I don't give a fuck. That season was stupid how good Steph Curry was. Um, but look, he hasn't had Clay all year long. He hasn't had his splash brother, Draymond Green. Where's the offense? Mm-hmm. Where where did it go? It's like uh, it's like Thanos snapped his fingers, and that was part of what he fucking took from the Avengers was Draymond Green's ability to shoot a fucking basketball. And Draymond is one of the best defenders. I love his personality. I've I've always been a big Draymond fan. I think I he's Draymond. good for like the TNT spot or the ESPN spot. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as he doesn't do like what Paul Pierce does and say just dumb shit to do it, I feel like he'd be really good on one of those TV shows. But as far as, you know, paying him $25 million a year, the Warriors may regret that contract. Oh, sure. But it paid off. They got three championships. You have to. You're paying yep. them for past performance, which is something you shouldn't do. The same way I don't like when teams reach back in their past, the way the Lakers did with Magic, to move forward. I don't believe in moving back to move forward. It's worked in some cases. The Magic did land LeBron. We moved forward. So, you know, you could argue that until you're blue in the face. But um, as far as this game goes, congrats to the Warriors. They had a great season. Memphis potentially could beat them. I don't know. I hope I can see the game tomorrow. Um, but congrats to the Lakers. And let's get to the bracket. So overall, and let's talk about the East a little bit at this point, too. Okay. So Indiana beat Charlotte, it looks like. Mm-hmm. Is that what happened? Yes. Yeah, Indiana beat Charlotte. And the Celtics beat the Wizards. So now the Pacers, and it's still hard for me to kind of understand this stuff. Yeah. But uh, the Pacers now face the Wizards tomorrow. Or maybe that's tonight. I, I yeah, think it's tonight. Yeah. Um, and then whoever wins that game will go face the 76ers in the first round of the playoffs. The Celtics now face the Brooklyn Nets, who have James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, Blake Griffin, Steve Nash is the coach. Um Let's start with the East because the West is a lot more loaded and more fun, I think, to debate because we're both fans of West teams. Uh, let's start with the East, man. Who do you expect to come out of the East? What do you think about the first four rounds? Uh, let's start with let's start with two and seven because we don't know the one and eight yet. Let's mm-hmm. go Brooklyn and Boston. How far does that go, you think? Four games. <laughs> They're not getting one game? No. Jalen Brown's not playing. They're not getting one game. I'm with you. Fuck Boston. And I love JT, but can you imagine if the Lakers drafted JT over Alonzo Ball? Or De'Aaron Fox. Could have had one of the two. We could have had Bagley. <laughs> Bagley was the year after. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Uh, so, Boston, fuck y'all. I got Brooklyn. 4-0 sweep. Yep. I can't stand Boston anything. Red Sox, Celtics, Patriots. Fuck no. Uh, no. Um, Milwaukee and Miami. I think this is the year that Milwaukee pulls it together in the playoffs. I don't think they're going to get to the conference finals because they'll have to go through Brooklyn. But I think they're going to dominate Miami. I disagree. 
Jimmy Butler psychologically owns Giannis onto the court. He owns a lot of people. Psychologically, he is in Giannis's head. They beat them 4-1 last year. I know Giannis got hurt. He missed the last two games of that series in the bubble. The bubble is weird for every team. I know Tyler Hero caught lightning in a bottle. He hasn't looked the same ever since. Probably because he's been banging too many porn stars. I mean, he probably let that shit go to his head. He's hanging out with Jack Harlow on private jets. That shit goes to your head real quick when you're 21, I feel like. You gotta do what you gotta do. You gotta do what you gotta do. Now, if I was banging porn stars and hanging out with Jack Harlow, it probably wouldn't be Jack Harlow. But if, <laughs> I don't know why I always shit on Jack Harlow. <laughs> but it probably go to my head, too. Um, but no, fact of the matter is, I think Miami's going to win. Do I think it goes seven? Yeah. I think that Milwaukee's not going to roll over like they did last year. I know Drew Holiday is going to do a hell of a job on Jimmy Butler. I love Drew Holiday. He's probably the best wing guard there is in the league. He's probably one of the best defenders in the league besides like a Rudy Gobert or an AD. Um, but Miami, I think, can pull it off. It's going to take seven. But I can see them going to the Milwaukee and stealing game one or a game two. I don't think Milwaukee's going to beat them. I really don't. And I feel like this is the year that the last straw will be pulled that breaks the camel's back. You have Middleton. You have Giannis. You have Drew Holiday. You have Thon Maker. Is he still around? You love that. I know you love that. They got Thon Maker, who uh, our boy Mike Korzemba said would be an MVP one day. You see that video four years ago? Yeah. <laughs> Thon Maker. Um, I think Bootenholzer gets fired. Yeah. That's where I'm going with this. I think they're going to lose in the first round and Bud's out of there. And he's a great coach, but with the Hawks, he didn't do very well. With the Bucks, they're not getting very far. He's just one of those coaches that I don't know if he has that – I don't want to say what it takes because who am I to say that, but he there's something missing in the pedigree. There's something missing in the DNA where he can't push his teams over the top. Mm-hmm. Boone Horse is going to be out of there. Jimmy Butler is an assassin. This guy is a nutcase. Miami's going to go super deep. I can see them going to the conference finals. We, we'll get to that in a few. Um, I got Miami winning that series. New York Knicks, man. My good old bud Julius Randle, man. The only guy that was yep. respectable during the Kobe retiring LeBron before mm-hmm. he came era is now on the Knicks. He's an all-NBA player. He should be first team. He's yeah. He's been the best center in the league this year. And no disrespect to AD or Gobert, but AD was her half the year. And Gobert... Come on, man. You gave everyone coronavirus, uh, which we still hold that against them. It's, it's pretty funny. Uh, but Hawks, Knicks, who do you got? I got the Knicks. Okay. Yep. I do too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I haven't watched any of these teams play whatsoever, but I know Julius Randle's had a hell of a year. And Trey Young, we'll see what he does. I think it'll take six games. Um, but I got Knicks. I think they have more sides. I think they're hungrier. I think that I've never been in New York City. I've been to L.A., there's a certain energy in these cities when the sports teams and things are doing well and looking up that is definitely charismatic and it comes out of people. And the Knicks are one of those teams. In Madison Square Garden, they're allowed to have fans. They've been 15K. having fans. 15K? For the playoff games, yep. Holy shit. Yep. That's like the whole fucking arena. Yep. The arena sits like 19,000. Yep. At least for basketball games. Damn, that's a lot. Yeah. Really? I seen that on uh, Twitter when you were in the bathroom. Damn. Yeah. Good for the Knicks. See, I, I got Knicks at five. <laughs> if they could yeah. have fifty, if they could have a full Madison Square Garden, that's still one of the loudest places in the league to play. Do I think it's one of the most desirable places? I don't. I think the time has kind of passed us by. Maybe the '90s Knicks. Um, I, I know you gotta get out here soon, and I keep rambling, but um, I got Knicks. I'll, I'll go with Knicks on that one. I'll go six games. I'll, I'll, the Hawks will win two. I don't want to disrespect them like that. You know, can't disrespect John Collins. Um, who's winning the Pacer Washington game to face the Philadelphia 76ers? Washington. Okay. Yeah. I just think Indiana carries Levert's out. I mean, they have Sabonis, but I just don't think they have the the willpower to keep up with Beal and Westbrook. They're going to score 80 combined. Yeah. Tonight. Beal and Westbrook are going to go off. Beal could have 50. Mm -hmm. I mean, who's guarding Bradley Beal? I mean, he's he's probably the most underrated player in basketball. Maybe not so much anymore, but when John Wall was there, he definitely was. Yeah. Uh, very underappreciated. He was third overall pick in 2012. I mean, he's been good, too. Yeah. It's not like he's fucking just came out of nowhere. Um, I'm with you. Washington's going to win. They're going to face the 76ers. Sixers, I don't know if they've turned the corner. Joel Embiid's telling us the process is about finished. Yeah. I thought the process was finished in 2019, and then Kawhi finished the process off. But, I don't know, Joel, is the process ever going to be over? How about that? Is the download ever going to like be downloaded? No. Okay. Um, 
I got Philly winning in the first round, so that would put us at Philly facing the Knicks. And, and we'll get to this in a little bit. We won't do all the rounds today. But Philly facing the Knicks, and then Miami would face Brooklyn mm-hmm. in the semifinals. And I think we all kind of could figure out where that's going to go from there. Let's head over to the West. So we know the Lakers are going to face the Suns. Let's start there. Who do you got and why? I got the Lakers. I just I, – I don't want to count up the Suns because Chris Paul is doing Chris Paul things. Point God. Absolutely. I've been on record of shitting on Chris Paul basically my whole life. Yeah. Uh, but he is proving me wrong, and I am – when I'm wrong, I'll admit it. Um, Respect. And I just – I don't think they're ready yet. They're still a really young team, um, and I just think LeBron and Anthony Davis is a little too much for them to handle. I agree with you. I have the Lakers – I think it goes seven. I think LeBron's still dinged, especially when he twisted it mm-hmm. Sunday in New Orleans. Um, AD, I, he's looked better as of late, but AD's liable to have 28 and 14 and then have five and five. Yeah. And he's going to have one of those duds. And, I mean, LeBron is 36, man. We've been saying it forever. I know we have. But it's like the Tom Brady. It's like, when is it happening? When is it happening? We're starting to see chinks in the armor. He sat out the most games he sat out in his career. Two of his three Laker years, he sat out 20 games or more. We're starting to see the miles add up a little bit. Um, I think they're going to beat the Suns. I don't think the Suns have what it takes. I love Chris Paul being on the team, Devin Booker. They've had a hell of a year. It really sucked for it to end the first round to the Lakers. Mm -hmm. But I think everyone knows Lakers are a better overall team. Andre Drummond, I hope he gets it together. Let's see what Trez does. Trez has been very, very bad since we signed him. I don't know. Excuse me, I don't know what happened to him, but Lakers will take it. I think it goes seven. Mm-hmm. I mean, Phoenix will give him a fight. You yeah. know, the Lakers could be down three to two, but LeBron's not going to lose to Chris Paul and the Phoenix Suns in the first round of the playoffs with Anthony Davis. That's not going to happen. He's still the best player in basketball, besides probably Kevin Durant. You can make a case for either of them. Um, I know both guys have been injured, but in the playoffs, I'm taking LeBron. He's made the finals nine times out of the last ten years. Let's go Clippers-Mavericks. Rematch of the first round last year. The Luka Doncic coming out party, basically, in the bubble. Who do you got and why? I got the Clippers just because besides Luka, the Mavericks don't really have much. And I think the defense of the Clippers is what's going to win it for him. I'm with you. I got Clippers. I don't want to go too in-depth on this. Uh, isn't uh, the unicorn Porzingis, he's out? Um, uh, probably. He's always out. Yeah, he's always out. And, I mean, let's be honest. I don't like calling dudes bitches, but Luka's acting like a bitch. 100%. I don't I like... Him. I hate him. When you start... Sh- Doing nut shots and bitching and and doing that with the ref. I know there's no cameras, but like putting your you know hands to your shoulder. Like, I just I don't like all that shit. I don't like that shit at all. I know LeBron yeah. doesn't. LeBron doesn't punch dudes in the nuts and no. then acts like he doesn't do it though. Yeah. Um, Luke has become a kind of a fucking punk. Yeah. And I feel like he's been enabled by Mark Cuban and Rick Carlisle and the Mavericks organization because he's the next Dirk. Great player. He's getting bounced in the first round again. He's gonna get in his own way. Yeah. And I'm, I'm afraid this could be a career thing for him. Yeah. Someone has to take him aside, a best friend, his dad, his mom, grandma. Someone's got to, Carl, Cuban, someone's got to pull him aside and be like, look, man, you you got to stay out of your own way. Yeah. That You have to. You're too valuable. You got to get out of your own way. Clippers, they're going to take it in six games. I'll mm-hmm. give the Mavericks two wins. Clippers will take it in six. Denver and Portland. This is interesting. I got Portland. Okay. Hot take. Terry Stotts is on the hot seat. Uh I mean, Denver, really? Denver has Jokic and Michael Porter Jr., but not having Jamal Murray is going to hurt them a lot. Huge. And we all know what time it is. That's true. The Terry Stott's on the hot seat. It's been the reports that he's on the hot seat. I mean, I don't know what else you could really do with that team. I, mean, I know there was rumors of Dame Lillard wanting to get traded. I don't believe him no, just because Dame seems yeah. way too loyal. He's probably the most loyal dude in, in basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, and he got paid like $220 million, which helps. Um I'll go Denver because I think they're going to avenge their loss. If you remember the 2019 playoffs, round two, uh, game seven in Denver came down to, I think, C.J. McCollum hitting two clutch mm-hmm. shots, or maybe Dave and C.J. traded a bucket each uh, to beat them and finish them off. That was with Jamal Murray. Um, Jokic is the MVP this year. I just feel like I can't see Phoenix and Denver getting bounced in the first round by lower seeds. I, one of them has got to win, and I it's my team. I understand I'm a little biased, but I, I don't see the Phoenix Suns pulling it off. I think I think the Nuggets will pull it off. I think the Nuggets will go. They're going to have the Lakers in the second round. They're going to lose to the Lakers. I'll tell you that right now because the Lakers match up very well, and I feel like they psychologically kind of own the Nuggets going back to last year and stuff, but I got Denver. Memphis and Golden State tonight, or tomorrow night. Who's facing the Utah Jazz, and then who is winning that one? I think it's going to be Memphis. I okay. think that loss for Golden State was kind of a gut punch. 
and Memphis beat the Spurs. Um, and I just think they're hungry. That That's a team you don't want to play in a game like that. You don't want to play a young team that's hungry, that wants to be in the postseason, compared to a team that's won three championships, you know, doesn't really have much scoring outside of one uh, outside of Steph Curry. Um, and I think, you know, I, I, I like you said earlier, I think John Morant's on a mission. Like, who doesn't want to kick Steph Curry out of the playoffs? Right. Um, you grew up idolizing them, probably. Yeah, I got, yeah. I got Memphis. I do too. Uh, I, and for the exact reason you said, I think a gut punch, being hungrier. They have basically the same record on the season. Yeah. Um, and like I said earlier, the, the John Morant Steph Curry thing is definitely a real thing. I feel like, and Steph's gonna have to have fifty. I mean, I'm not saying the Grizzlies are like the best defensive team in basketball because they're not, but he's gonna, you know, he has to have fifty for them to have a chance. And I just don't see that happening. I feel like it's been a very long road for the Warriors as well to get to the play-in. I feel like they've spent all their energy, kind of like 2016 when they mm-hmm. spent all of it on the 73 wins. They spent all their energy getting to this point. Yeah. I never thought they were going to win a round. I don't even know if they thought they were going to win a round. I think they're about done, dude. I mean, it sucks. Steph Curry had a great year. He's probably the most exciting player in the league to watch still these days. Mm-hmm. He's probably the most exciting player to watch in basketball since Kobe yeah. or Jordan. I mean, seriously, if we're, if we're thinking Absolutely. career-wise, he's probably the most entertaining guy. It's the end of the road. Yeah. Memphis last year lost in the play-in round to C.J. McCollum and the Blazers saying he can't fucking guard me and stuff like that in the bubble. Memphis will bounce back this year. They're going to play Utah. They're going to lose yeah, in I five agree. games. Yeah. I'll give Memphis game three or four at home. I'll give them game four. Um, desperation mode, you got to win one of them. Utah's going to win that first round, and that's about it. That's what we got. And we'll be back here pretty soon. We'll give more of a breakdown. I'll start watching basketball now that the playoffs have arrived mm-hmm. um, and stuff like that. But that's all we got for today. Anything else you want to address? Any Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne hot takes? Hope. Hope's the word of the day? Hope's the word of the day. Sounds good. If you guys have made it this far, thank you for listening. I appreciate it very much. I will see you guys later, and have a good day.